What is up, everybody? Welcome to the first ever Dudes Who Bet Sports. So you want to bet sports, but you need some advice on how to cash in big at a heck of a price. Well, if you want enough money to line your shorts, then you're in the right place. This is Dudes Who Bet Sports. Dudes Who Bet Sports. It's your favorite show. Dudes Who Bet Sports. Where degenerates go. Dudes Who Bet Sports. Time to change your approach with Aaron Holderman and his father, the coach. Let's ride. Well, the Associated Press is full of shit. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Dudes Who Bet Sports Show. After we had a week off, we're back today, tonight, wherever you're at across the country right now. Could be today, could be tonight. And we're going to talk about sports again on this show. It's been a while, Papa Dude. How are we today? I am ready for this one. I've been waiting for what? About five weeks, I guess, from the start of uh, college football. Yeah, exactly. This, uh, you know, for a lot of people that are new listeners that kind of hopped on as we were doing, uh, you know, a lot of horse racing coverage on this show, uh, don't really realize now that we're back into where we're going to start previewing college football again, this show is mostly a football show 90% of the time until that's over. And then we kind of do a little basketball, a little hockey, and then we kind of do horse racing and then we're back to football. So it's back. This is our first uh, uh, first of many preview series before the season started. I'm with you, man. I'm excited. I got my, my preview magazine here, yep. so I'm excited. Yeah, me too. There's mine, and I worked on it today a little bit. Last night, well, I have been, because uh, we uh, tonight we're going to do win totals, our over-unders on those. Top uh, 25 will be coming out before long, so it's almost upon us, folks. I think uh, – what next weekend, I believe, is when practice really gets started for, for these schools yeah. around the country. Yeah, and Shadi, uh, you're going to love this episode because we will be talking about your Razorbacks on this right. show. We're going to cover the SEC win totals and also the Big 12 win totals today on the show. Uh, of course, Shadi, you're a new uh, uh, person as far as uh, the sports show goes. And you don't, you know, last year when you weren't around when we were doing uh, uh, college football. So I think you're really going to enjoy the show, as for many others that are new uh, that may have picked up on us during the Kentucky Derby exactly. season and stuff like that. So, um, th- like I said, this show has always been sports, and then we did a little horse racing when it got going, but we're back full-time sports now through the end of football season for sure. Exactly. And for those of you that are new also, uh, this is my passion for sure. And I think Aaron, other than horse racing, he might even rank college football as even more of his passion. Uh, at least it used to be, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. We follow it as closely as anybody does. And pro football also, not quite as much because Aaron and I don't really have a favorite uh, pro football team. Being from Missouri, you'd think it'd be the Chiefs for us. We've never been big-time Chiefs fans, but we're huge Oklahoma fans, and we'll get into why several times throughout the year. So it, it's going to be fun. Yep, we'll talk about the Sooners today on the second part of the show where we are going to start off uh, with the SEC to begin the show, and then we'll talk about the Big 12 as well. And, yeah, we'll see what happens with them. Mark, he's a guy. He's an OG. He's been around with, from the beginning. He says uh, he doesn't even know who Wyoming plays this year, but uh, half of the team either graduated or transferred. We are gonna, we'll are gonna do Wyoming uh, a little bit later on in this series. Uh, yeah, Mark, our resident Wyoming fan. That's right. We cover it all on this show, and you're going to see week yeah. in and week out what we're going to do. Um, all right, let's let's get rolling. I know we're excited about this one. We're not going to mess around much. Let's get right to it, and let's start with the SEC Conference. Obviously, 
the best conference of college football year in and year out is the SEC. And we're going to go alphabetical order because that's how DraftKings has this thing listed for us. And it's Alabama right off the bat, a team that year in and year out is right there for the national championship or at least in the playoff. Uh, okay, so these win totals are scheduled games. So each team has 12 scheduled games. Now, a bowl game doesn't count towards this. Uh, if they're in the SEC championship, that does not count towards this. This is just their 12 regular season games or what the win totals are based off of. And like I said, we'll kick it off with Indiana, or excuse me, Alabama, 10 and a half. That's what the uh, DraftKings has set their line at. Uh, Papa Dude, what do you think about the Crimson Tide coming into 2022? Okay. Now, when, when I when I look at these, I always look at a couple of things. And the first thing you got to look at is schedule. Yeah. You have to look at the schedule these teams play. In Alabama's case, it doesn't matter what the schedule is usually because they're always better than whoever they play pretty yeah. much. So they're one team, you know, you don't really give a lot of credence to. But you look at uh, the non-conference schedule, and Alabama – has usually they always play really one tough game and they open the season. I think it's the first game, maybe the second. It's the second it's game. game. Yeah. In Austin against Texas. Now that is a good test. That is a good test. I don't care who you are. I don't care how bad Texas is. You go into Austin, you know, that's a good game to schedule. So that's their tough non-conference game. Their other ones are pretty much cakewalks. Uh, they play, uh, Louisiana Monroe, they play Utah State, which was a decent team last year, but it's in Tuscaloosa. They're not going to lose that game. And they play Poro Austin P, which mm -hmm. comes in there to get slaughtered and collect a check. So if they can get by Texas, their non-conference schedule is not very difficult. The next thing you look at in the SEC are, is who they play from the other division. In the SEC, you have the East and you have the West. Who do they play from the East? And notoriously, Alabama gets a weak draw from the other side. Mm -hmm. For example, they play Vanderbilt. Okay, They could beat Vanderbilt with their fifth team probably. Now the other one's a little bit of a tricky test this year. The schedule makers in the SEC screwed up. <laughs> yeah, they gave them a little bit of a tough game because Tennessee gave them all they wanted last year in Tuscaloosa. They got to go back to Tennessee this year. That's a little bit of a question mark. So, to answer the question, I don't see any game that is uh, it, that's a definite loss. Do you? I mean, with Alabama, there's hardly any time you have a game that she's well, they're not going to win that game. But there's three that I put down that are kind of questionable. One is the game at Tennessee, but I don't think they're going to lose that game. The other is at LSU. LSU has a lot of holes. It's always tough to win there. See, that's, you know, a question mark. And then, Shoddy, pay attention real close. They do have to go to Fayetteville. Again, I don't think they're going to lose that game. But that's a potential. If Arkansas is good, tough place to play. So the the, the number one uh, game at home is Texas A&M. I am not a believer in Texas A&M until I see it. They get hyped up every year. They get beat somewhere. I think Alabama kicks the crap out of them. I don't. So, 10 and a half, I'm going over. Yeah, and so I, I agree. 10 and a half is going to be the over. Uh, if you look here, DraftKings is offering minus 230 on the 10 and a half, plus 185 on the 10 and a half if you go under. Uh, you can find Alabama at 11. 
and you can get much better odds on that. And that's yeah. what I would do because I think Alabama goes undefeated in the regular whoops, in the regular season I think so. this year. Uh, you mentioned some of the trap games. I have no fear of them going to Texas and winning. I don't think that's going to be a problem for them. I, mean, I do think the Arkansas game could be a little bit of a trap for Alabama because Texas A&M is next. And, you know, if you saw the screen to open the uh, show, Jimbo, Saban, a lot of fighting going on between the two. I think Alabama will definitely be ready for that game. They could overlook the Razorbacks. Um, they also could have a letdown at Tennessee because that's the week after that Texas A&M game. I could see that as well. They're not going to lose off a of bye to LSU. I don't see that happening. And their other road game, Mississippi, I think they take care of. I think they're going 12-0 and in the regular season. Um, there is maybe one game where they could slip up, but – this was a Bama team last year, really inexperienced, really weren't for their standards. And I want to make sure to make that very clear for their standards. It wasn't a great Alabama team. I think the defense is better with the experience mm -hmm. this year. Bryce Young in his second year, mm -hmm. he lost a few weapons, but Alabama will have weapons for him as far as running backs and wide receivers go. I think they're going to be awfully tough. Me too. The only weakness I could find, uh, believe me, I try to find a weakness <laughs> them their offensive line's a little bit questionable it's not up to their standards uh but when you got as many skilled people as they have it probably doesn't matter they are inexperienced at receiver mm -hmm. they lost some big time talent at receiver they got the best linebackers in the country their defensive front's going to be better and bryce young's in his second year i i'm with you i, I would not be shocked if they go 12 and 0 no doubt about it yeah, I think the schedule really does set up for them. You mentioned Texas A&M and how you don't believe in them, uh, and we'll get to them a little bit later in the show. But, you know, if the game was at College Station, all of a sudden, like last year, that it's yeah. a tough game. that's a really hard place to play. Um, you know, not that Arkansas, Texas, Tennessee, those aren't tough places, but I'm not sure that they have uh, the team to get it done uh, and to beat a team like Alabama. Right. You know, Arkansas had them beat before in that stadium and hasn't been able to finish the deal. So uh, I know Arkansas much better, uh, but I don't know that they're good enough to beat Alabama. Again, we're beating around the bush. The bottom line is, yes, over the 10 and a half. <laughs> I would also play the over 11 if you could get that at your sports book. Um, and, then, and then if they go 11 and one, well, you push on it. I, this okay. team's not going 10 and two. That's I don't think so. I don't see how, unless there's less the quarterback gets hurt. Yeah. And that's his stuff when you're doing this. You just can't, you, you just have to bet. You can't let that sway you. Yeah, I mean, the only way you could really sway it if they're if the quarterbacks had an injury in the past, and maybe yeah. you're worried about that. But you know, you know, he was fine for the first year. So, all right, we're going over with Alabama. Both of us are. I think that makes sense. Well, we're going alphabetical order. Right. Shotty's here. Shotty's excited. She says, "Fear the yeah. pig." Arkansas is next on the list. Uh, one of the better years that Arkansas has had in the last ten was last season. Uh, Sam Pittman has done a wonderful job at Arkansas. During the COVID year, they went three and seven, but man, they could have won two or three other games. They've really started to turn it around. KJ Jefferson, the quarterback, is back. Arkansas, mm -hmm. seven and a half over under for Arkansas at seven and a half. Okay. Uh, we have a lot of family that are Arkansas fans, so we're pretty close to them. Yeah. With what they've got. They got a very difficult um, schedule, uh, non conference. Usually they play an easier non conference schedule. Uh, Missouri State's a win, so you don't have to worry about that. And they're going to beat Liberty probably at Fayetteville. They've got uh, Cincinnati. They open up with uh, 
the Bearcats from last year, which lost a lot of players. If that game was in Cincinnati, I'd be really afraid of it. Mm-hmm. I think if the Hogs are ready, they're going to beat a, a Cincinnati team with an inexperienced quarterback to begin. I think that Cincinnati team's going to be better than people think. I think Arkansas beats them. The tricky non-conference game for them is that BYU. That is one I see them struggling. That's yeah. a hard place to play. BYU is good. Look at their conference schedule. They draw Missouri uh, from the other side. And uh, who's the other one? South Carolina. And uh, they got to go to Missouri. Missouri's down. South Carolina's in Arkansas. That's good. All right. So positives. Coaching, attitude. Great attitude at Arkansas. They're ready to go. Negatives for me. Can they play up to the hype? Mm-hmm. They're not going to slip up on people. That's the key for Arkansas. Can they play up to the hype? It's easy to win when you're not expected to, and you're pretty good. Now they're pretty good. They got to win. Can KJ at Jefferson improve his passing game? His running game is good. I think he's better than I give him credit for, for sure. The defense is solid. To me, it comes down to can they win the big game? Seven and a half. I got him at eight, so I'm going over. Yeah, I took the over on Arkansas, too, by a half game. I think they're going to go eight and four, and I think it is a product of the schedule. Um, You know, you talk about Cincinnati, a playoff team last year. They've got a lot of players back this year. They they do lose the quarterback. He was a very, very good player, obviously uh, a high draft, well, sort of a high draft pick uh, in the NFL. Um, That's a trade. That's a 50-50 game, in my opinion. And that's, that's a game that's probably going to go a long ways towards cashing this bet uh, if you're going to go with the over for the Razorbacks. Uh, South Carolina, a team that they should beat. Missouri State, like you said. Uh, you know, Last year, they were able to take care of Texas A&M. They caught them when A&M was really playing poorly. Who knows what a and is going to be this year? I think they're going to be better going into that game. Arkansas had trouble beating them in the past. So that's another questionable one. Alabama, like I say, is on the schedule. There's tough games. they got to go to Mississippi State. I'll talk about them in a minute. I kind of like them this year. Like I said, BYU, they got to go to Auburn. Hey, they better be good. They better. Um, now, if they do get – it does lessen for them the last four weeks, Liberty, LSU, Mississippi, at all at home, and then they go to Missouri. Right. I, I've got them eight and four. I've got a lot of respect for K.J. Jefferson. I think the offense is going to be very, very good. I, it, it's the transfers on defense that are going to be a big key. They lost a lot of uh, uh, defenders. They weren't great anyway, though, on defense last year. Maybe some new faces will actually help. Sure. I've got them at eight and four. I think this is going to yeah. be really close. I think Vegas set a good line with this one. I think the key game for them is Texas A&M. Yeah. That's in Arlington, so it's on a neutral field. They've had, them beat, they've had them beat a lot of times and blown it. Yeah. That's the key game for them. They win that one, they could go 10 and two, nine and three. Yeah. And I think that's the, they, they need to be three and one through that first stretch of four. Uh, whether that is a, a win against Cincinnati and they lose AM or vice versa, um, they, they 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 really need to be three and one going into that. Yeah. So I if I had to bet it right now, I would bet Arkansas to beat Cincinnati. I do uh, too. But, I'm just going, they're keying on this. They got all summer to get ready for it. I think Cincinnati comes in with a little bit of a problem at quarterback early in the season. Yeah. I agree. All right, let's move on to the Auburn Tigers next. Uh, disappointing six and seven season last year for Auburn under first year coach Brian Harzen. This year, 
That win total's at six and a half. So we're right there where, uh, you know, they're thinking they're going to be about what they were last year. Uh, they lose quarterback Bo Nix. He transfers to Oregon. Uh, they got a transfer in from Texas A&M and Zach Calzada. Uh, I don't know about that. I don't really like the Auburn Tigers very much this year. What about you? No, I don't either. And what a lot of people seem to forget, they had Alabama beat. They did. They had them beat and blew it with some really goofy last-minute play calls. I think a kid ran out of bounds, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Kind of something like that that kept that gave Alabama the ball back with enough time to go down and tie it. They had the game won. And this was a bad Auburn team that had the team won. The thing about them is uh, their non-conference schedule isn't awful. They should beat. They should win three of them. They got Mercer, San Jose State, Western Kentucky's better than we think. They got all three of them at home. They got Penn State at home. I don't think they beat Penn State. They have quarterback problems. Huge issues at quarterback. The kid from Texas A&M's not any good. It came in there. They lost Bo Nix. It was just you know, serviceable. He had his moments. He's a hell of a lot better than what they got. Yeah. You play an SEC schedule, you got problems with quarterback, you got trouble. So their crossover games, they got Georgia because they play Georgia uh, every year. They're not going to win that. And what's the other one here? Uh, I don't know. It doesn't matter. Uh, uh, Missouri's the other one. Yeah. Uh, I've got them at five and seven. I'm going under. Yeah, I think six and six, five and seven, what it's going to be for the Tigers this year, I will go under as well. Uh, I just don't – if you don't have a quarterback in today's college football, you better be elite everywhere else or you're not going to be very good. And that's just how how it is. That's the bottom line. So I'm with you. I'm going to go Auburn under six and a half. All right, let's go to the Florida Gators, another team I I am not uh, real high on. Uh, We've got a new coach coming in. Billy Napier takes over at Florida first year. Uh, after a six and seven season uh, last year under Mullen. Uh, listen, the over-under set at seven. I think it's a pretty good line. I think it'll be close. What do you think of the Gators this year? Not much. I do like the coaching change. I like this guy a lot. He won a ton of games at a place you don't win games, and that's Louisiana. He did it two or three years in a row. I like him. I think his, I think he was the best hire they've, they've made in a, in a few years. So I like him a lot. I don't think he's had time. I think he needs another recruiting class or two. I just don't think he's had time. Again, quarterback issues. How good is Anthony Richardson? I don't think we can tell. I don't think we know. And so, again, I think he's better than what Auburn's got, but not by much. So pretty much the same story as we just heard. Their non-conference schedule is difficult. They've got two easy ones. They got South Florida and Eastern Washington in Gainesville, but they got a tricky game with the Utes. Yeah. That's not going to be easy to win. The game is in Gainesville, so they got that going for them. And then they got the annual game with Florida State. And who knows what Florida State's going to have. But, you know, that's a toss up game. I said, well, they got seven. Yeah. I got them six and six. I'm going under. I think I'll go under on this one as well. Um, I do like the coaching change, and I yeah. think he could make a difference, but I think it's going to take some time. Uh, they got some guys back uh, on both sides of the ball, but they don't have the important guy, which is the quarterback. Um, it just it wasn't a great team last year. Oh. Uh, they'll be better, I think. 
Um, I'm with you. I I got him at seven and five, but I will I will lean towards the under because the under's at plus one ten right now, and hope they drop one. Yeah. I, it, they're not a great team. Now I've got I've got six games on their schedule that are toss ups. Yeah, and see if you agree with me. I've I've got Utah as a toss up. Mm-hmm. If in Salt Lake City, I would have it as a loss. Yeah, I don't think they'll win that game. The here's a key game for them. Can they beat Kentucky? That's in Gainesville. Kentucky gives them fits in Lexington. Not so much in Gainesville, but Kentucky's pretty damn good. Yeah, Kentucky's much better now. That's a, that's a, that's and a, fine, Kentucky finally beat them last year. That's right. And that's one of those games that can make our bet mm-hmm. not very good. They got to go to Tennessee. I don't, I don't know whether they can beat Tennessee. I don't know. That's a toss up. The LSU games in Florida, another one, maybe. They're not going to be, uh, who have I got here? I put Georgia down, and the only reason I did, it's a rival game. They're not going to beat them. No. And the Florida State game. So those games will decide their season. They've got five. I think they're going to win for sure. So uh, South Florida, Eastern Washington, they got Missouri at home, South Carolina at home, and they go to Vanderbilt. So they've got five that they can win. Those six will determine their season. Yeah, it'll be very interesting to see what happens with the Gators. Uh, I, I think they made a good hire, uh, but we'll see if they can actually turn that thing around and yep. win a bunch of games. And I don't think it's going to happen right away. Uh, nope. They got a little ways to go. All right. For a team that has no worries about anything happening right away, that's the Georgia Bulldogs, the defending national champions. Uh, I was surprised by this line. They've got them set at 10 and a half. It could mm-hmm. be because they lost a lot of players yes. uh, on defense. I mean, a lot. And they've lost some skilled people on offense. They do get Stetson Bennett, the quarterback, back. But um, what are we thinking this year for the Georgia Bulldogs? This is a tricky line for me. It really is. I mean, I'm on the bubble on this one. Uh, They've got a very difficult game with Oregon to begin the season, but it's in Atlanta. I think Georgia's too physical for Oregon. Oregon's going through a coaching change. Of course, the guy that's at Oregon was the defensive coordinator at Georgia. This is a hell of a game to open the season. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, Dan Lanning at Oregon against uh, his old team game one. Exactly. The Georgia team last year would beat Oregon. Georgia lost eight defensive players off their defense to the NFL. They didn't just lose eight starters. They lost eight guys that were drafted into the NFL. How do you replace eight of those guys? I don't care how good you are. You lose eight of them. It's difficult to replace them all. I like Stetson Bennett a lot. He showed he can win a big game, won the national championship. I don't have a problem with him. I think the receiving core is good. Their schedule is fairly doable. Other than the Oregon game, uh, their toughest games I've got on here, and I don't know how tough these are. The South Carolina game is in in uh, Columbia. Yeah, I think they win that. Uh, I got the Florida game. I think they beat them. And the other one, they got to go to Kentucky. That's a key game. Other than that, do you see very many losses on this schedule? I can't see how they're not going eleven and one at least. Hey, I right. too. I don't want to say that, but they got Tennessee at home. If that was at Tennessee, I'd look at that one kind of questionable. The Mississippi get State game could be a problem because they got to go to Mississippi State. Yeah. Normally, Mississippi State doesn't win those kind of games. No. Ten and a half is a – you know, you just want to – you, you want to think a team that lost eight defensive starters to the NFL, it's going to be weaker 
but I just don't think with that schedule. I've got to go over the 10 and a half and go with 11. I think they might be weaker, but I still think the schedule's not great, and I think they can get it done. Yeah, I'm, I'm going over 10 and a half. I, I like this team, obviously. I mean, what else more can you really say? National championship winning team, they probably have got guys that are going to be really, really good on this defense that we just haven't heard of yet as far as making plays day in and day out. I think they'll be good. Uh, you know, Stetson Bennett got really hot at quarterback. He, he's not that highly regarded. Maybe he comes down to earth a little bit, but I, I'm with you. Like, he showed a lot of heart uh, in the national championship game. So, yep, Georgia Bulldogs, I'm going over 10 and a half. They're another one you could probably find 11 on them and get a little bit better odds. So, just kind of keep that I don't know the 11 I would go over that, though. I think they'll lose somewhere. Yeah, and that could be the case. But, They're in the uh, FC, man. It's tough to get through that undefeated. It is. It definitely yeah. is. All right, let's move on. Kentucky right. is next. Uh, they're coming off a great year for Kentucky standards. Uh, they can't, they went 10-3. and three. Uh, Mark Stoops has done a really good job building this up. Uh, you know, they lost to Georgia. They lost to Mississippi State. They lost to Tennessee last year. All, won all the rest. Like I said, 10-3. and three. On the season last last year, they've got them set at seven and a half, probably the highest win total that Kentucky's ever had. Uh, well, at least in the last many years. What do you think about the Wildcats at seven and a half? You know, this there's mysteries to me all over the place, and one is why Mark Stoops didn't leave. Mm-hmm. It tells me he loves it in Kentucky. He likes it there because he could have gone out somewhere else. I would think. Great coach knows what he's doing at Kentucky. You want a soft non-conference schedule. You don't want to go play the big boys and lose a game outside of the conference. Mm-hmm. You got to schedule people you can beat. So what's he got? Miami of Ohio, Youngstown State. Wonder why he scheduled them. Right. Like where he's from is Youngstown. Yeah. Uh, Northern Illinois, and then the rivalry game with Louisville. So those are four games you should win. Okay. So then you look at their South, their SEC schedule. South Carolina's in Kentucky, Mississippi State's in Kentucky, and Vanderbilt's in Kentucky. Right there, in my opinion, is seven victories. Mm-hmm. Right there. So then you only got to win one of the last five. That's where it gets a little harder. So I've got uh, I've got them losing at Tennessee. I don't think they beat Georgia. And then the toss-up games, they got to go to Florida. They got Mississippi on the road. And they got to go to Missouri, but I think they beat them. The, the line is seven and a half. I think they're really good. I love their quarterback. They got a great running back. Uh, they did lose some players on defense, but I'm going over seven and a half. Yeah, Will Levis, very good player at quarterback, and I think that makes a big difference for them. They they hadn't really had a great quarterback. Uh, they do now. He's he's very solid. They've got. They've got guys back. They've got a lot of guys back on the offense. It should be good, and I'm with you. I'm going to go over the seven and a half for the Kentucky. Kind of a, a dicey one to say over seven and a half wins for a Kentucky football team, but that's where I'm at with it. I'm going over. So yeah, it's been solid three or four years in a row now. So, yep, not a fluke. Yep, there's no doubt they have been solid. So let's now turn our attention to what I think is the one of the more difficult teams to predict. Yeah, and that's the LSU Tigers. This is a team. Let's not forget, three years ago was winning a national championship. They have been dismal since that. They went five and five during the COVID year. Last year they went six and seven. Ed Orgeron out. Brian Kelly in, uh, coming in from Notre Dame. Here, they've got him at seven. 
this is a team that gets Jaden Daniels transferring in from uh, Arizona State at quarterback. They've got a lot of players back on a team that are off of a team that wasn't very good. Their defense has been atrocious the last couple of years. LSU, where are you going with this one? Well, the difference in the coaching is not even close. Yeah, Brian Kelly, much better coach. Brian Kelly is a hell of a coach. Mm-hmm. And everybody's saying he can't win at LSU because he doesn't talk like somebody from LSU. Well, Big Ed talked like somebody from LSU, and they ran his ass out of town. So I don't think that matters. Yeah, I don't know whether he's had enough time. I think that's the key. There's no doubt in my mind he's going to win there. He's won everywhere he's ever been. Why would anybody doubt? Brian Kelly. He's going to win. He's weird. So what? The guy can win. Now, the non-conference schedule, uh, they've got Southern University. they got New Mexico. they got UAB. Should win all three of those. Uh, Florida State's tricky. That's in New Orleans. They're going to beat them, I think. So there's there should win all four of those. Um, I was just like you. I am struggling with this one. I don't think they beat Alabama. I don't think they go to Arkansas and beat the Razorbacks. And I don't think they go to A&M and beat the Aggies. So there's three losses. It comes down to the toss-up games with your Florida State at Auburn and at Florida. Seven is right where I've got them. So I've got to – I don't want to push. I think – I've got them at seven and five. Is that about where you've got them? I think they're going to win eight or nine. I'm going to go over there. Okay, so you've got them a little higher than me. Not gonna... I think this team has players. I just don't think we know it yet. I think Kelly will get a lot more out of them. I think, I think with a little luck, they're going to win eight or nine games. I think if the quarterback situation gets ironed out mm-hmm. and they get that going, they got enough talent. You know, they got talent down there. Mm-hmm. So I'm not. I'm going to go over that. I had them at seven, but I don't want to go to a push. So I'm I'm okay with eight. So I'm going over. I like it. I like it. Darby says hello to everybody. Darby came in right when we were talking about the Tigers. So, um, yeah, we've got LSU at, at – I've got them eight and four, nine and three. So I'm going to go over. Over is plus money right now. Over over seven is plus money right now. So uh, we'll gotta see. Got to take them. Yeah, I, I think I'm going to take it. I've got confidence in Brian Kelly. Uh, I, you know, he he there wasn't – like Notre Dame was pretty bad, and a lot of guys had really tried to turn it around. No, they didn't win a national championship, but he turned that program around. I think he's a pretty good coach. I so think I'm going to go over. All right, Mississippi State now, the Bulldogs. Uh, Mike Leach now uh, year three here at Mississippi State. Didn't have a very good first year whatsoever. Uh, the COVID year did not uh, – I mean, it wasn't horrible, but four and seven, they weren't very good. Last year they were seven and six, much better team. Uh, they've got Will Rogers, great name for quarterback. Uh, Will Rogers – is definitely a solid, solid quarterback. Another guy that's going to put up big numbers for Leach. They are the most experienced team in the SEC. Eight starters back on offense, nine back on defense. I like the Bulldogs a little bit this year. They're at six and a half. What do you think of them? Love their uh, non-conference schedule. Should be four wins. Mm-hmm. This at Arizona, Bowling Green, East Tennessee State. The only road games at Arizona. And uh, they should win those. If they come through those, they got to win those four. Their problem, I think, they got dealt a bad blow because the two teams from the other side are probably the two best teams from the East. They have to play both Georgia and they have to go to Kentucky. So they didn't get a they didn't get a softy out of that side. They didn't get Vanderbilt. So 
that's a that's a detriment to them. Here's the key three games for them: Arkansas, Auburn, Mississippi, all at Mississippi State. Mm-hmm. And can they go to LSU and beat the Tigers? I don't think so. Uh, the other key: Will they be able to beat A and M in Mississippi State? I'm with you. I like them a lot. I love Leach. He's great for college football. He's quotable. I think he's a very underrated coach because he's kind of a clown and mm-hmm. people don't give him enough credit. This son of a bitch is one of places you can't win. Yeah. And you you try to go to Texas Tech. They haven't been worth a shit since he left. No. He had him in the top 10 at a place where you don't win. He goes to Washington State. They're 9-3, and 10-2. and two. They're Challenged him for the Rose Bowl. Nobody else has done that consistently. And now if he can get – I mean, Mississippi State's easiest, easier than those other two jobs, in yeah. my opinion. You can win there, but you're you're not going to win big. This is a key. Six and a half. I'm going on here too long. This is my passion. Uh, I'm right on the bubble on this one, and, and I, I do like them a lot. The schedule scares me. I'm I've got him at six, so I'm going to have to go under on this one. I know I'm going against what you what you think. Yeah, I think the, I think Mississippi State goes over. I really like them. I think they're a, a sleeper to upset a, a team or two that they you know you're not going to expect them to beat. Uh, you know, a, a team like Mississippi State also will lose one they shouldn't as well. That's kind of what separates them from others. But I think they'll get seven or eight. I'm definitely going wrong. over that six and a half. I think. Yeah, that's I hope I'm wrong. Yeah. Um, let's go Missouri Tigers. They look down again this season. They've kind of, uh, well, really since Gary Pinkle's not been there, they have not been great. Right. Uh, they're five and a half for the win total this year. Uh, there's a lot of question marks on this team. Yeah. Offensively quarterback. We don't really know who's going to play what's going on. Uh, six and seven, like I said, a season ago, they, they haven't been awful. It's kind of been average. What are your what's your take on Missouri this year? They've been competitive. Uh, their their recruiting classes have been pretty good the last year or so. So their talent is improving. Quarterback, huge question. Same difference. We've talked about the other ones. There is no difference. You don't have a quarterback in the SEC. You're going to struggle. They got a very difficult SEC schedule. Their non-conference schedule is uh, fairly easy. They got three three wins for sure. Uh, they got to go to Kansas State, which is a toss-up game. They win that one, you know, that's going to help them. But I don't think they do. The only game I see in the SEC that I have them as a sure win is they, they got Vanderbilt at home. The others, I don't think so. Five and a half, I'm going under. I think they go under, and I think the coach gets fired. That's yeah. what I think is going to happen in Missouri. I don't think they're going to be very good at all, and I think their schedule is pretty tough for being in that side of it. Um, yeah. Being in that side of the conference gives them a shot to get over this five and a half, but I, I don't think they're going to. I don't think this is a very good team. Um, listen, there's some really good quarterbacks coming back this year in yep. this league, yep. and, and and the transfer at LSU could be really good. He, he was very good at Arizona State. This is a tough league for quarterbacks. If you don't have one, I think you're going to struggle this year. So yep. I went under Me too. five and a half total. All right, Ole Miss coming off a baseball national championship and also coming off one of their best football seasons in many, many years. Lane Kiffin has got the Rebels going, went 5-5 five and five in his first year in the COVID year, 10-3 and three last year, was in a BCS Bowl, and may have won that BCS Bowl if the quarterback had not gotten hurt in that game. Uh, got to replace quarterback. Obviously, that's going to be a big question mark right now. Jackson Dart, a transfer from 
uh, USC is leading the uh, race, but we'll see what happens. Uh, that's kind of speculation for now. Got to replace a lot of players. That's why they're at the seven and a half mark. What were your thoughts on the Rebels? Yeah, this is a tough one for me. I I, I, I like what Kiffin's done. I think he's at home down there. He can kind of be a squirrel that he is. and They love it. And no doubt he's, he's a great offensive coach. Their non-conference schedule is nothing. They should win all four of those if they can go to Georgia Tech and win. The conference schedule is pretty difficult, though. And there's road games, dangerous ones at Arkansas, at LSU, at AM. You know, those are games that are going to decide just how good you are. I've got six sure wins, and that's if they beat Mississippi State. Rivalry game, toss up. It is in, in uh, Oxford, but that doesn't seem to matter. I got them at seven. I don't know if they win eight, so I'm going to go slightly under on Mississippi. I'm going to go over on them as well because, and this is the main reason, I think they could start out 7-0 and not, not be great. I really believe they could. They play Troy, Central Arkansas. They go to Georgia Tech. Okay, that should be a win. So there's Good. three. They've got Tulsa. That's four. Mm-hmm. They have Kentucky, but it is at home. I mean, that's a toss-up game, but they certainly could win it. They go to Vanderbilt. Or six, and then mm-hmm. Auburn's at home, and I don't like Auburn that well this year. They could conceivably be seven and zero. Oh. Good. Um, and if they are, they're definitely going to get that mark. You would think, even if they're six and one, they're going to have a shot. I'll go over with them. Um, it's risky. It's it's kind of like I I respect Lane Kiffin enough to, to to go over in this in this situation. I don't right. agree. Let's argue. Let's move on to another team that I think is going to be better this year. Uh, I don't know if it's going to mean more wins, but I think they're going to be better. Uh, South Carolina in the first year under Shane Beamer, uh, they were good. They went seven and six, good for South Carolina purposes as far as where they were and where they had been. They were went seven and six, went to a bowl. Uh, they did not, uh, or excuse me, they won the bowl game as well over uh, North Carolina. So. I think this team uh, took strides. I think they're going to have better talent on this roster this year. Let's see. They've got a lot of transfers mm-hmm. coming in, including Spencer Rattler, who will take over the quarterback duties uh, at South Carolina this year. Nine starters back offensively, five from defense. The win total is only six. So if you think they're going to be decent, you can go over. But do you think South Carolina will be decent this year? A lot, a lot of positive things going on down there. Yeah. Nick Beamer's doing a great job. Defense is solid. Uh, you got three sure wins in the non-conference. I don't think they're going to be Clemson, so that's a problem. Uh, I think it all boils down to one thing. How good do you think Spencer Rattler is? Yeah. Will he – we know he's talented. Will he be able to play up to his talent in a place where they're not expecting a national championship? Some guys play better in those situations. And has he learned if he made some any mistakes? I'm not saying he did. But let's say he got himself a little over overhyped and he started to believe in some of it. Mm-hmm. Has he learned from that? Will he be humble? Will he be a good teammate? We, those were all questions a little bit at OU. So if he plays up to his potential, I think they could be kind of a little bit of a sleeper on that side. May surprise somebody. Uh, let's look at uh, they got I don't think they're gonna beat Georgia, but they do have them at home. They could go to Kentucky and win. Mm-hmm. They could beat Kentucky. That's a game that would throw them over the top. They could go to Florida and beat them. 
Those are the key games for them. Uh, I've got five sure wins. Six. I got him six and six, but I can't do that. So I'm going to go out on a limb and go over on South Carolina. It's funny. I have him at six and six as well. And it's just like, I, I, they, they have a weird schedule. It's like, yeah, they're going to dominate. They're going to win these games. And it's like, ooh, I don't think they can win these games. Right. And so it gets a little weird. But uh, yeah, as Shotty said, Kitty demands attention. She loves to jump on the keyboard. And that's, we can't have that. So um, yeah, I, I've got them at six and six. The plus money is at under, so I'll take the under and just to be different. But I won't be surprised if they win seven. I, I think I think they're going to be pretty pretty good this year. So uh, I will go the uh, under though for South Carolina. Uh, they got a lot of transfers. Let's see how they all kind of come together. So all right, let's go to Tennessee. I know you loved Tennessee last year. You thought they really uh, were on the on the right direction and improving. They're back this year. Their win total is at seven and a half. Josh Heupel's second year at Tennessee. Do they build on what they kind of accomplished last season? Well, I think it's amazing when they hired Heupel. It was just a stupid hire. Mm -hmm. I mean, oh, my God. What are they hiring this guy for? He can't win. And now he's kind of a darling. You know, he went down there. They lost so many players to the portal last year. He rebuilt it. They won some games they shouldn't. They overachieved, and now he's a pretty good coach all of a sudden. It's just amazing how that works. Yeah, uh, they got a great quarterback. They're going to be good on offense. It's the defense. That will be the key to their season. Um, they got a key road game in the non-conference. Can they win at Pittsburgh? And I think that's the game that will determine whether they win eight or seven. I really – I mean, that's one of them. Mm -hmm. Will they be able to beat Florida? Can they go to South Carolina and win? They could go to LSU and win, but I don't think they will. They're not beating Alabama. They're not beating Georgia. And then will they be able to beat Kentucky? So those are games that are going to decide them. I've got them at seven and five. I'm going to go under. I don't think Tennessee is as good as people think they're going to be. Yeah, I, I think he's. I think Josh Heupel is a really good coach. I don't know what kind of recruiter he's going to be, and that's going to be a problem, obviously, in the SEC. Uh, their schedule sets up pretty well for them this year. Uh, I, I'm with you. It's like that Pittsburgh game on the road. They lost to them last year at home, but they weren't quite what they were at the beginning of the year as they were at the end of the year. Exactly. I, I'm going to go over. I think they're going to go eight and four. Um, they're right on the line, though. They are they're right on the line. I, I have a confidence that they're going to start off hot. I think they get Florida this year and beat them. Um, they should. They, the key, if they if they start four and four, they're going to finish. Or they, excuse me, if they start four and zero, oh, which mm -hmm. is possible, I think they'll finish up four and four and get to eight and four. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jerry yeah, said, really, uh, "Heupel is an offensive genius. Always has been. He played quarterback on a national championship team. We're well aware of that. He played at Oklahoma and won the national championship. Um, yeah, it's funny. Heupel was uh, was a." A uh, national championship winning quarterback at Oklahoma and also got ran out of town and fired as the offensive coordinator. So, and, and another interesting story, and we won't get into this very deep, Jerry. Hardest decision Bob Stoops ever had to make as the head coach of Oklahoma was fire his favorite player that ever played at OU. And he, if you've ever read his book, which I don't know why you would if you're not a Bob Stoops fan, yeah, he gives Josh Heupel all the credit for bringing back Oklahoma, and he did. And we lived through it, Aaron and I did. I've never seen a kid play any better with less talent 
than he did. He was a true leader. He did get run out of town. And it was the hardest thing Bob Stoops ever had to do was to let him go. Yeah. But and, and he, it, it, it was more about recruiting. Than it, was. Coaching. it was. And that's the coaching. problem. And I brought it up. Yeah. I think he's an excellent coach. I think, I think oh, he's I an excellent play caller. Yes. He had a recruiting problem at Oklahoma. Didn't get a quarterback. No, he couldn't. And and that's that's just it. It is what it is. But yeah, Josh Heupel revived Oklahoma. I think it did him good to get away from Oklahoma. It probably did. Yeah. And I know there's some hard feelings there for him. Oh, well, there is. And he needs to come back and see how we feel about him. Yeah. To get the I would love to see him return to OU, and I think he will someday. I think he will too. Yeah. All right, let's move on. Texas AM. We got two more to go in the SEC here. Yeah. Texas AM is next. Eight and a half is the win total. You mentioned earlier in the show that you don't believe in the Aggies this year. Uh they get a transfer in at quarterback with Max Johnson, who played a little bit last year at LSU. Looked pretty good at times for LSU last year. Uh, of course, the son of Brad Johnson, former NFL quarterback. Uh, uh you know, listen, Jimbo. Got him going there towards the end of the season. They were really putrid to begin the season. They still just went eight and four. The win totals at eight and a half. Are they going to improve to nine wins this year? Well, it's not that I don't believe in them. I don't believe in them being among the elite. Mm-hmm. I think they're solid. Here's the question I have. Why can't he get a quarterback? I don't know. If he's this offensive genius, you would think somebody would want to come in there and play quarterback. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't have to dump down and get somebody's throw out, you know. That's why I don't think they're going to play in the elite. They don't have the quarterbacks that you got to have to be in the elite. You're going to get beat somewhere in the SEC more than once mm-hmm. with a shaky quarterback situation. Uh, but when I look, the only game I think that I've got circled they're not going to win for sure is at Alabama. The key games for them, and I still think Arkansas is the key game. They win that. I think they're going to be okay. Uh, Will they win at Auburn? Can they go to South Carolina and win? Will they beat LSU? Uh, And at Mississippi State. Those are are tough games. So their schedule is doable. Their non-conference schedule, I think they'll be okay, although they got a really interesting game with Miami. Uh, I don't know where that one's at. I meant to look that up. That's an interesting game. I've got them at nine, so I'm going to go over. I think they're right in that eight, eight, nine. I don't think they're going to be any better than that because of the quarterback. So I got them at nine. So I'll yeah. go. I put them right there at nine as well. I think that obviously takes them over. Uh, the Miami game's at A&M, so I think that'll be, be a oh. win for the Aggies. I didn't um, know said a neutral side or not. Nope, it's at A&M. Okay. So uh, I think the key is the Arkansas game, and that could be – it goes both ways for Arkansas and A&M right? Um, that's going to be a huge, huge game, and yeah. it should be very, very competitive this year. So, uh, and that being said, I am going to go over for their for their eight, uh, eight and a half. I think they get to nine. So, final one is Vanderbilt. That's right. We've made it to Vanderbilt, the one everybody's waiting for. We won't spend too much time no. on them. Uh, the, win, the win total is two and a half for them. They went two and ten last year. This is the second year under their new coach, uh, Clark Lee. What do you think about the Commodores? Well, I get, you got to ask yourself, why would anybody go coach there? Yeah. It's got to be the money. that I feel sorry for the football players on Vanderbilt. They're in a league they can't win in. They just mm-hmm. can't. They're decent in other sports in the SEC. They can't win in football. They just simply can't. I got under. 
Yeah, you know, I, I do too. They start off at Hawaii. I don't think that's going to be an easy game yeah. for them. Then they play Elon. I mean, they'll beat them. But then they go to they have Wake Forest. Wake Forest is going to be good. Mm-hmm. And then North- they have uh, at Northern Illinois. And I'm not sure they go and win that one. I don't either. Too stretching it, I think. Yeah, I agree. I agree. All right. Let's move on. We both went under on uh, Vanderbilt. That closes out the SEC. Let's move on to the Big 12. We'll wrap through these 10 teams and call it a night uh, for for the first of many sessions that we're going to do doing the win totals of college football. And we'll do alphabetical order again, and we'll start with the team that uh, won the conference last year. Many people may not remember that, but the Baylor Bears went 12-2 and um, after a 2-7 and COVID year. The mm-hmm. Baylor Bears go twelve and two. They win the conference. Um, man, this was a this was a hard hitting team, a tough nosed team. Six back on offense, six back on defense. They do lose the quarterback. Uh, they they got a lot of players back on that defense on the front side, the back side maybe not as much. But shit, this win total is at seven and a half for Baylor. Let's hear your thoughts on the Bears. Love their coach. Love their coaching. I think they're extremely well coached. They're physical. They're tough. They're not afraid of anybody. And I like that. When you're kind of one of those teams that's not a big time team, you know, <laughs> you're pretty you're pretty good. You got to be tough. You got to be not afraid of anybody. And they're not. They lost some players though. They lost a great running back. Their defense is not as good. I think they will drop a little bit. They've got questions at quarterback. I think he'll get that figured out. I like them a lot. I think they go over seven and a half. I got them at eight, so I, I'll go over. I went over on Baylor as well. I think I think eight and four makes a ton of sense for them. They might be a little better than that. Um, I don't think they'll be worse than that, and so that's why I went the over. Uh, yeah. I, I wish they had a, a, a few more of the defensive guys back that really made them special last year. But listen, Dave Aranda has proven to be a pretty darn good coach. He you took over put- a team that wasn't great. Uh, well, the COVID year was not great, I should say, two and seven, and he really turned it around last year. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go uh, over at seven and a half for Baylor. I think they'll be pretty decent. I think a key game for them is they got to go to BYU. And yep. so that's a tough one. And uh, will, they be, will they beat Oklahoma State? They've got them at home. I, th- I think they will. So I think the key for a lot of these kind of middle to upper middle uh, Big 12 teams is how good will Oklahoma be? Usually when you look at this and it's Oklahoma, it's the Big, 10, Big 12 – you just say, yeah, that's a loss. You don't. I don't know if that's automatic this year uh, based on what we've seen. So um, we'll get to them in a minute. All right, let's go to Iowa State. Talk about a team that lost a lot. They lost a ton of players. You're going to see a ton of new faces. We'll see if Matt Campbell has uh, kind of reloaded after really getting Iowa State's talent level up. Uh, they went 7-6 and six last year, but that really was a disappointing season mm-hmm. for them. They were expected to compete for a Big 12 championship. They didn't do that. Um only five players back on offense, only three on defense. What do you think of the Cyclones? Well, first, let me ask answer uh, Shadi's question here. What will the Big 12 be called when OU and Texas leaves? There's four teams coming in yep. to replace them, and they actually will be the Big 12. Because yep. now we'll have 12 teams instead they've only had 10. So that they'll still be called the Big 12 whenever those other four teams uh get in there that is as of now who knows what might change between now and then true. Okay, well, how to iowa state 
I love Matt Campbell. I think he's a fantastic coach. I would like to ask him why he stayed. <laughs> and I, I would have liked to ask him that two or three times because there's such a thing as staying at a place too long. Yeah. And Iowa State, and I, I, I love Iowa State. I like the way they play. I think, you know, he does a fantastic job. But traditionally, you just can't win year in and year out at Iowa State. It's been proven. So he must love it up there. And that's fine if you're happy, uh, but I think he should have left. Um, we're going to find out how good a coach he is this year because he lost a ton of players off a team that underachieved because they couldn't win the close games. They were there, couldn't win them. The quarterback just wasn't good enough. Six and a half, I'm going under. I'm going under as well. I just don't think Iowa State uh, can reload like some other teams do where they lose a lot of players. They missed their opportunity last year. Uh, they had they had the players, and they just they underachieved. The quarterback Brock Purdy sucked, and that's just how it was. To be it was, they couldn't win the close games. No, and so they had their chance with OU being down. Yep, and all those guys coming back, and they just couldn't live up to the hype. Nope. They couldn't. Uh, Jerry asked, "What year uh, do the four new teams start?" I. That's a good question. 2025 is the plan, Jerry, but that is ever changing. The way I understand it, that's the year that Oklahoma and Texas goes to the SEC. As of now, yeah. Well, so you would assume that would be the year the other four come in to the Big Twelve. Correct, and and but we'll see. I think BYU might get there a little bit sooner. Uh, we'll just have to see what happens. I think BYU. I mean, they're independent, so they can. Right hop uh, in football and then we will see uh what happens and joey says uh uh will run the new big 12 in basketball uh, uh joey last yeah. time i checked the university of kansas is still going to be in the big 12 but they just won the national championship and i don't think that's going to happen so. they're not going to rule joey you kind of need to look at the big 12 basketball it's a lot yeah. better than their football yeah now will houston be good you damn right they'll be good yeah Houston is getting a major upgrade in basketball from a conference standpoint. Yo, <laughs> Every team in the Big 12 is pretty darn good. That's going to yeah. still be there. So but Houston is too. So Yeah, Houston will definitely be there. But, uh, they're not, they're not going to run the new Big 12. No, absolutely not. All right, let's move on to – he says, UH basketball will win the Natty uh, next year. So Okay, Joey, I hope they do because you're talking to one of the biggest – Houston fans there is yep. because of your coach. Yep. Yep. I, I would love to see Houston win it. They're not going to win it next year. I can almost guarantee that. All right, let's move on to Kansas. And again, I would love to see it happen. Me too. I root for Houston. Me too. I love them. I love them. But they're not winning the national championship. No. All right, let's move on to Kansas next. We can do uh, quick. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, they were two and ten last year. They seemingly were a little bit better, but not really. Um, I don't see more than three wins. They're at they're at two and a half. I went under. Yeah, here's the funny thing though. <laughs> they beat Texas. Yeah, and they sh they they won everything but the game against Oklahoma. Oh, they should have beat Oklahoma. Yeah, 100%. two teams that think they're so damn good, and they're going to the SEC. Yeah. The worst team in the Big Twelve had beat or beat one of them, and had the other one beat last year. Kind of Oklahoma, fun. they played the worst. That was the worst game I've ever seen Oklahoma play. That's right. And you USC fans, that's what you're getting for yeah. a coach. So anyway, uh, 
Uh, uh, Isaac, you missed Auburn. We we don't see them being very good this year. No, we do not see Auburn being too no. good. I'm going under on Kansas. I see maybe two wins. Yep, I'm going under as well. All right, let's move on. Kansas State is next. Uh, this is a team that under Chris Kleiman who's kind of, you know, they've kind of been the same every year. They're just kind of battle it out, grind you out. Uh, they were eight and five a season ago. Um, you know, this year they get in Adrian Martinez, a Nebraska, a former Nebraska player at quarterback. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, listen, the over-unders at six and a half. That's not very high. I think Kansas State's going to be decent. What about you? Love the coaching. Love the way they play. You know, you got to admire them. They've been this way for a long time. Snyder had a little bit more talent uh, than this guy's got, but he he wins some games they shouldn't uh, win. <sighs> Tell you what bothers me. Their non-conference schedule is pretty, pretty tough this year. Usually it's a cream puff. It's a little harder. I can see them maybe losing a game in the non-conference maybe. Um <sighs> It all boils down to, will they win the games they should? Yeah. You know, they're one of those teams. They're not great talent-wise. So you, when you're not real good in talent, you're going to beat somebody you shouldn't beat, but you're going to lose a couple that you sh- shouldn't lose. And everybody says, that ah, coach sucks. No, coach has got them playing better than what they're really capable of playing, and that's what happens to K-State. Uh, Deuce Vaughn's hell of a player. I kind of think Martinez will be okay. I think he's an upgrade for them at quarterback. I think mm-hmm. he's I think he's all right. I think he'll fit their scheme. I got him over. I'm going seven for Kansas State. Yeah, I have Kansas State over. That's one of my better bets of, of what we've been doing. I, I think there'll be a seven or eight win team. And like I said, coaching, uh, you can always kind of count them showing up, playing a good hard game. I believe it. I don't think Taylor Martinez is any good, but I do think he'll fit what they do. Yeah. Um, they're not going to ask him to throw the ball much. So I could see him going uh, over for sure, maybe by a game or two. Um, yeah. I like the Wildcats. Joey asked, when are we going to do the Pac-12? I would assume we can do that next week if you want us to, Joey. Yeah, the, the next, the next uh, scheduled thing is the Big Ten and the Pac-12, and that will be next yeah. week, Joey. And I'll give you a little sneak preview on USC. Uh, I like them, but not as well as, your, as you probably do. Well, we'll find out what their over-under total is when we do the show next week, and, and we can make our prognostications for the Trojans. All right. But we're not doing that right now. We're at Oklahoma, a team that uh, Lincoln Riley left to go out to USC. And like I say, Sooners have got a lot of question marks, so no question about it. They were 11-2, and two, and they were probably one of the worst 11-2 and two teams in the history of football last year. Uh, we kind of talked about it. They should have lost to Tulane. It took a, a a miracle, or they would have lost the opening game to Tulane. Listen closely, Joey, to these games that the University of Oklahoma, with all Lincoln Riley players, almost lost. They almost lost at home to Tulane. A lot of the players you have on your team, by the way. They almost lost at home to Nebraska. They almost lost at home to West Virginia. Uh, they almost lost on the road to Kansas State. It was a miracle they held on to win that game. Texas had them down multiple touchdowns, and it was a miracle that OU came back to win that game. These are all teams that had either losing records or barely 500 records last season. Uh, they did get it going after that Texas win, a big win at TCU or against TCU. And then the Kansas Jayhawks, they absolutely dominate Oklahoma, but uh, OU does pull that one out. Then uh, OU does just blow out Texas Tech. They go to Baylor out of bye week, and they didn't show up. They were not prepared to play. 
They and beat you know, Iowa State 28 to 21 in one of the worst football games I've ever attended live. It was Caleb Williams threw for like 70 yards in a game, and it was yep. awful. And then they go up to Oklahoma State and blow a multiple touchdown lead. They do win the bowl game when they got a real coach and Bob Stoops uh, to coach against that game, and the offense was tuned was tuned up for 47 points. They dominated Oregon. All right, this year Britt Venables comes in first year at Oklahoma. Uh, as a head coach, he was defensive coordinator for the national championship team um, back in 2000 and also really all of OU's real good teams he was the defensive coordinator of in the early 2000s. Uh, the Sooners, you know, they've lost a lot. They've got five back on offense, five back on defense, a lot of new names, uh, including quarterback Dylan Gabriel, set at nine and a half, Papa Dude, over under for the Sooners. Well, I'm much higher on them than you are uh, because I'm a coach. And I know what coaching means sometimes. I, I think it's overrated in a lot of times. But the culture that has been set there, the conditioning has changed. They are stronger. They're bigger. They're together as a group. And every single player says that. No one says different. That gives us a lot of hope, a lot of hope. So I think, it's a, I think it was a needed change. It comes down to... Is there enough talent? I have no doubt if Dylan Gabriel stays healthy, he's going to be fine. I'm not, I don't have a bit of trouble with him. I think he's going to be great. I love everything he says. Players love him. I think he's going to be great. Marvin Mims, I think, is going to be a superstar receiver. Running backs, we're going to see what happens there. They've got guys. Can they, can they, you know, get the job done? The staff is good. Um, let's look at the, uh, the, the negatives are they don't have any playmakers on defense. They don't have any names, but what they have last year, shit, yeah. they had shit and they had names. They had names. They weren't worth the shit. They were terrible on defense. They've been terrible on defense for years. That's going to change. It can't be any worse. So I like them better than you do. I think the key game, and you're going to laugh at this. If they beat Nebraska at Nebraska, I think it's going to be a tough game for them. If they get that one, I like their chances. And, and the thing I like the best is the two toughest games and the toughest teams in the Big 12 are in Norman. They got Baylor and they got Oklahoma State at home. The Texas game's a toss up. I don't care if Texas is 0 5, it doesn't yeah. matter. You can't, all of us old time. Oh, you fans, the season doesn't start till the Texas game's over. That's the whole barometer of the season. That's why we thought last year with that miracle comeback against Texas, that team would take off and play up to their talent, and they did not. You could argue they played worse. So I like them. Nine and a half. I got ten. I'm going over. Yeah, I – I, I think, you know, a lot of OU fans are oh, that Nebraska game is going to be tough, and that kind of just tells me how far we've fallen because I just – It was tough last year. And that tell, tells me how far we've fallen because, it, I mean, oh, you should dominate the, the Nebraska. It's I mean, but it's, just, it's, it's that type of game. The schedule is not good. OU, I mean – if they can't win 10 games, they're not a very good team. Well, no, they're not. That's absolutely right. Yeah, there's really no way to, uh, around it. I am 
I love Brent Venables as a human being, probably the best human being we've ever had um, coaching. I have no idea how this is going to go. Well, that's why we're going to find out. And, and I, If we are sitting here in November and we're game over 500, I'm really not going to be surprised. If we're doing well, I'm not going to be surprised. I really don't have any idea how this is going to go. I, I like the whole you know, work them hard and, and we're all together and we're getting them back in shape and all this. That's great. Um, I don't know what the talent is, you know, yeah. I'm not, I don't know what Dylan Gabriel is going to do in a power five. Uh, Eric Gray was a guy that quite frankly, we didn't get anything out of last year. Yeah. He was better at Tennessee the year before. Um, you know, Theo Weiss has been hurt a ton. Marvin Mims, he guy looks like a superstar. And then we didn't, you know, see him for four or five games. What is he all That's about? No, he didn't even play. Yeah, the line is pretty good, I think. I think they'll have a good offensive line. Yeah. Um, you know, I look at the defense and I'm a huge OU fan. I was like, I don't I barely remember some of these guys. So But they're gonna play harder. I'm gonna go the under. I okay. think I've got it at like nine and three. I, I let me I, say this. Let me just throw this out here. I think nine and three, we can't really quibble if they go nine and three. I think that's a pretty good job. I just don't know. Well, if you're losing that much talent and you win nine, that's not bad. I'm not going to be happy with nine and three. I'm not. I, I went ten and two. They're going to win ten. If they go ten and two, I think it's a good first year for sure. And and a lot of it has to do with the fact they're in the Big Twelve and right, absolutely win ten games. I mean, they should. But we'll see. We'll see. I don't know. I'm going to go under. Uh, last year, I think I went over ten and a half, and that didn't work out. So it was close. I'll go under. And well, yeah. I mean, if he, if he would have prepared them to go play Baylor, they may have won. So. Uh, anyway, we'll go on. Oklahoma State is next. Last year, they were in the Big 12 title game, chucked it away against the Baylor Bears like we all knew they would after beating Oklahoma and thinking they turned the corner. Nope, they choked and they lose to Baylor in a game they should have won. But they did go 12-2 and last year. Really good team. Um, they've got Spencer Sanders back on offense. The biggest thing, the offense should be really good. Again, the defense, which is what made Oklahoma State, believe right. it or not, last year. They, they got ravaged. They've got nobody back. They've only got four back, I should say. Yeah. That's why the win total is at eight and a half. What do you think about the Cowboys this well, year? I've seen a lot of magazines that have them in the top ten mm -hmm. and have them picked to win the Big 12. Um, Spencer Sanders can be a positive, but he can be a negative, too. Now he doesn't have quite the help he's had mm -hmm. in the past. they got to replace their running back. They lost their top receiver, and you said the defense got gutted. I hate to say this, but I think they're extremely well coached. I think Gundy does a hell of a job. I do too. I and I, I, I used to not say that, but I can't sit here and say he doesn't do a great job. Uh, they're one of the winningest teams in the last 10, 15 years in the country. Yeah. They have won a ton of games at a place that plays second fiddle to the big boys down the road in Norman. So I, I really, I, I, I think they'll win some games they shouldn't. I think they're overrated a little. Eight and a half, I think because they play in the Big 12, I'm going to go over. I'm going over. I think they're going to go nine and three, but I'm with you. That's It's sketchy because that defense is what made them really good. But they will be dynamic. You know they'll be dynamic on offense. And yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. I want to I point this out. 
Uh, Jerry says he loves Dylan Gabriel, the kid, the quarterback, not so much. That's the fear I have about Oklahoma as a program, as a whole. I, I, and I think that's what they're going to be. I think they're going to be guys is like, oh, they play so hard. They're such good guys, you know, but I'm, I'm afraid they're not going to be talented enough. And that's my fear with him. Sure. He says all the right things. Sure. You know, he's this and that he's a leader and all this, but I have very little confidence in him that he can go out there and, and, and lead a, us to like a big 12 championship. Well, we'll see. The point is they lost a lot of players. That's not the coach's fault. Okay. Well, no, no, I'm not blaming all the transfers on the new coach. No. no. Well, let's, if they go nine and three, let's not pull the plug on Brent Venables. Well, no, and I'm not saying you pull the plug. No. Okay. But okay, here's the next thing I'm going to say. I'll take nine and three with this bunch of kids over ten and two with that bunch of assholes we had last year any day of the week. I agree with that. And I'm I, not going to argue that. They're recruiting for the next year. Is top ten right now. They're yeah. getting a lot of really good players. So we can't really go on the record this year. And I think that's why it's important that Oklahoma doesn't have a poor season and they can, you know, if they go like 10 and two and it's like, Hey, first year he did well, we got this recruiting class. I think they can get it snowballing. They got to have a decent year. I this, think is a, this is a bigger year than you think for them. I so. think they'll be all right. Yeah. All right. Let's run through these last four here. TCU uh, coming on with a new coach for the first time in a long time. Sonny Dykes takes over as the head coach here at TCU. They went five and seven a year ago. It sounds like Chandler Morris is going to start at quarterback uh, for TCU. He actually transferred from Oklahoma. Fiery guy, kind of got comparisons to Baker Mayfield in his short time at Oklahoma when he ran the scout team and things like that. Um, I think they're going to be better. I think six and a half is a pretty solid uh, number there. What do you think about TCU? Well, this is one I'm probably going to be wrong on. I'll just say. Uh, I I think Gary Patterson stayed too long. I think he got his uh, message got a little old. You know, I think they uh, quit listening, shall we say. If the quarterback situation turns around, then I think you can reverse my record for what I have him at. I'm not sure it will. I think Dykes is okay. I don't think he's great. Uh, I've, I'm going to go under. I got him at five and seven. But if the quarterback situation, I'm going to regret that because it could easily be seven and five. I went six and six, so I will take the under as well. I'm with you. I'm going to kind of wait and see with this yeah. team. Let's see what yeah, happens. I don't know on them. I just don't. All right, let's go to Texas. Uh, eight wins is what they're projected or what the over-under is, I should say, this season for the Longhorns. Of course, it was a bad first year for Texas. They went five and seven. Uh, you know, after the OU game, people thought maybe they were pretty good. It was just more of OU was just – awful in that game they didn't win another game until the very last one of the season that included a loss to kansas they've got a ton of new guys coming in um and new quarterback coming in from ohio state are we going to get fooled by him one way or the other here i mean eight wins seems a little high for a team that looked as bad as them. what do you think i think eight would be a great season for him yeah uh alabama in the non-conference i mean i really believe that game is the key for them well, they're not going to beat them. No, I'm not going to say they're going to beat them. But I'm saying if they can somehow stay with them for a while, yeah, I think that means a lot to them. That would give them some confidence. I think they play Louisiana Monroe. And I'll tell you what, they play Texas San Antonio. Yeah. Uh, if They probably are going to drop a little bit from last year, but that's no gimme. Um, they're breaking in a new quarterback. We don't know how good this kid is. 
He's not played. I don't know. They got a great running back. They got a great receiver. The kids got weapons. If the offensive line comes through, it's not that good. So I'm coaching is suspect, and I think it has been Texas for years. They get these great recruiting classes year after year after year. And it's how long is it? What, 2009, I think, was Mac Brown's last really good team? Uh-huh. They haven't been any good since. They're not, not Texas good since. Uh, I got him at I got him at eight. Mm-hmm. I don't think they go over that, so I'm going to have to go under. Yeah, I have a bait and four, and the eight is plus money at plus one fifteen. I'll highlight there. So I'm with you. I went under. Um, I could see that pushing for sure. I don't think they're just magically going to be better. Mm-hmm. Um, I have them at eight and four. We'll see. I mean, I think the OU game is a big game for them. They can. Well, it is. They can win that one. I think they're going to get. Alabama beat some fifty to fourteen. Oh, I know what you're saying. You start off second game of the year and you get your ass kicked. That's going to yeah. set a bad tone. Yeah. Yeah. Because here's the deal. I don't know how much outside of these fruitcakes around here that are not around here, but write these magazines, thinks Sarkeesian or whatever his name is, a great coach. I don't think they do in Texas. I mean, give me proof that he's a good coach. He's been at Washington. Somebody make the argument. Exactly. He's been at Washington and failed. There's a lot of good teams come out of Washington. He didn't have any. Mm -mm. He was at UC, USC. They, he got fired because he's an alcoholic or he was a, he was drinking, whatever. They weren't any good either. He could have been drinking. If they were undefeated, they wouldn't have fired him. He could have been drunk and walking down yeah. the Coliseum naked if they were 11-0. Yeah. It would have so. been okay. So you tell me you can't win at USC if you're a good coach, Joey? You going to tell me that? I mean, I mean, you're not arguing with me, but I'm saying you, say, you know, Lincoln Riley – and Lincoln Riley's going to win there, no doubt. Yeah. But, but he didn't. No. I so he goes to Nick Saban University, and suddenly he's a great guru coach. I mean, I think Texas could have done a hell of a lot better myself. Now, I may I, be wrong, no, and I'll, I, as a, guy, as, I'll be the first guy to say I'm wrong. As an Oklahoma fan, I was thrilled when they hired Oh, me too. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. And again, I kind of I kind of like him as an individual. Oh, I do too. And he deserves a second chance. I mean, I'm not saying. Oh, is, absolutely. No, it has nothing to do yeah, with that. He had an alcohol problem. I'm not saying that's wrong. No. Well, it's no. wrong. But I'm, I'm saying you don't deserve another chance. You do. And, and and I like him, too. I just don't know that he's as great a coach as everybody thinks he is. No. And, I, again, you know, the offensive coordinator at Alabama, great. <laughs> There's a lot of guys that have been real successful at Alabama. Yeah. So, anyway, we'll see what happens with that. But, yeah. Uh, I think I think they'll be better this year. But, I do know. too, and and I do. I think he'll I think he'll be okay. I don't know if he can get them to what they used to be. Yeah. All right. Let's move on. Joey McGuire uh, takes over at Texas Tech uh, this season. His first season after kind of being a legend down in the state of Texas in the high school ranks. Uh, he will take over Texas Tech team that went seven and six a year ago. Um, they've got a lot of guys back on both sides of the ball, including the quarterback uh, who is coming in from Oregon. Uh, to, to join the program here. The over-unders of five and a half. I think they're kind of a team that's going to be in rebuilding mode. Uh, I went under. What about you? Definitely under. Yeah. I don't like hire. I don't like anything about that situation. That's a Tech's in a bad 
situation. You know, yeah. you got Baylor that's really good. You got Houston. You got Texas, TCU, SMU. That's a lot of good schools in Texas. And when there's that many that's good, somebody's going to be bad. And I think they're they're the odd man out. Oh, yeah. and I left out I left out Texas A and M. So <laughs> I think they're the odd man out. I agree. I went under. I don't think they're going to be great this year. We'll see what happens with them. Uh, they, like you said, you said earlier, they fired Mike Leach, and they just haven't been very good since. Um, no. All right, final team we'll talk about tonight: West Virginia. Uh, kind of this the oddball of the Big Twelve every season. Yes. They're set at five and a half here. Uh, they went six and seven last season uh, under Neil Brown. This will be his fourth year. Uh, they get JT Daniels, yes. who was starting at quarterback for Georgia for a while until he got injured, and then yes. he never came back in. So we'll see how good he is. A, a lot of people thought he was the better of the two. Mm -hmm. um, they've got some guys back offensively, not a lot defensively. What do, you, what do you think? This is a weird team. What do you think about them? Well, you know, I love this the JT Daniels thing. Yeah. And I think this could be a, a little bit of a surprise in the bottom half of the big – 12, that's not very strong. If he comes through, he's better than these quarterbacks these other teams in that bottom half have. Mm -hmm. Pick off some wins mm -hmm. and be better than what a lot of people are thinking. There's a lot of pressure, and sometimes we see this on the coaching staff at West Virginia. The players feel it. They know it, that his job's on the line. And, you know, if you like the guy – you're going to play your butt off, but you might try too hard or you might bail on him if things go south. So that's something to watch. The line is five and a half. I've got him at five, but you know what? I think they can win six. So I'm going to go over the five and a half. They have so many games on their schedule that are complete toss-ups too. They do. And I have them over. I think they're going to be decent. Like a game at Pittsburgh, that could go yes. either way. And the, the game, game at Virginia Tech. Game at Virginia Tech. That could go either way. Uh, Baylor at home, really? That could go either way. Baylor at home on a Thursday night at West Virginia. You better believe it. That's the game you win. You at can Texas win. Tech, you know, TCU at Iowa State. I mean, Oklahoma. Oklahoma and West in Morgantown. I mean, Kansas State in Morgantown. They're all toss-up games. They are. I think they're going to be good enough to get back to a bowl, and that'll be good enough uh, to go over. So I'm going to go over that five. And I think I, could, I got them at five and seven. I could easily see them seven and five. And if he comes through, they might win eight. Yeah, Phil, uh, I have uh, – by the way, I have Phil Steele's college football preview. And that, that to, for my money, that's the best one. So if you're looking to check out a preview, it is really good. And he described JT Daniels as a, a chance to be a stud for, for yeah. West Virginia. He thinks he's going to be really good. So well, I think he was a five-star, wasn't he? Yes. Oh, yeah. He's a big-time player. He was the ninth-ranked uh, quarterback in the country yeah. coming out of high school. And correct, um, didn't he get hurt, and that's how he lost his position? Yeah, he got hurt, and you remember, they're like, oh, he's hurt. He'll be back in a couple weeks, and they, they just kept the other guy in. Was he was, yeah, he's playing great. So, yeah, so I think this is a great pickup for them. I do, too, and I think he makes them interesting. So yeah, Very interesting. Yeah, it's going to be very, very interesting. All right. I'm going to get big trouble if I don't get down there. I'm at my uh, family's house, and I'm 19 minutes over what I said I'd be, but it's okay. Um we're going to get off of here now, but we will be back next week. And I think we may what? just do Tuesdays and just do it on Tuesdays. We need to because I'm leaving for Florida on Wednesday. So let's schedule it on Tuesday night. So next Tuesday night, Joey, be back because we're doing the Pac-12 and we're doing the Big Ten. Right. We'll do the same thing. So And don't forget the Dudes Who Bet Sports Show tomorrow. Well, yeah, the Dudes Who Bet Daily. 
Uh, I'm sorry. So DJ Bet Daily is back tomorrow. We'll be back uh, Wednesday. Get that. I won't be on live, but I'll send in my bet. Uh, I've got three days left of driver's ed, so i got three days to survive, and hopefully then I can find my way to Florida. So I like I'll it. My bet, though. Be sure and listen to those guys. That's a great show. It's a lot of fun. They have a good time on there. Yeah, the Dudes Who Bet Daily is a very uh, up-and-coming show for sure. We do cover a little bit of sports. We also cover horse racing, so it's a, a lot of fun on that one. Uh, Sylvia and I will be there Friday. Be there Friday and Saturday this week, and then uh, I'll be there for Whitney weekend as well, and then we'll see kind of the air after that. So we'll see what happens. All right, guys, we're going to get off of here because i yeah. got to go. But uh, thank, we will thank you very much for watching. Yep. Thanks, everybody, for watching. As always, we had a pretty good crowd tonight. It was our first uh, sports show being all sports again, and I was uh, happy to see everybody back on. So thanks, guys, for watching, and we will see you right here next week. This has been a presentation of RacingDudes.com, your destination for all things horse racing and sports betting. Whether you want free winners, expert insider picks, up-to-the-minute trackside weather reports, or podcasts and videos for bettors of all skill levels. Never make another wager without visiting the Racing Dudes first.